I'm Marlo Higgins, and I've spent nearly four decades as an entrepreneur building boundaries around time and energy. I am captivated by stories of creating that mythical balance between priorities and success without the guilt and fear of missing out. I'm a to-the-point business coach that helps start a company, rebrand another, and launch my own. Now I'm running a thriving online brand with the white space in my calendar to spend time with my family, nurture my soul, and create an impact in our world. Are you dreaming of striking a balance between a thriving business and a joyful life? It is possible, and it starts with you. Get out your field notes, and let's tap into Peaceful Achievers, inspiring you to create a vision, level up your skills, and show you how to set boundaries that support the life you desire. This is 22 Minutes to Having It All. Okay, so Danielle Felt with Cura Homes, who is the founder and the CEO, goes on to share during this podcast episode how in 2016, he started in his garage and is now a solid franchise business model. They've expanded. They're originally out of Minneapolis, Minnesota, but they've just expanded their franchise to Denver and Dallas and Atlanta. So this is a really powerful conversation with a founder who talks about work-life balance. And he has a principle that he is home for dinner with his wife and children, young children, um, little baby, two, one on the way, that it's a priority to be home. You know, dinner time is an important thing. He grew up like that. So he shares the fundamentals of that. And so we're digging into like the work-life balance. And then also he shares with us a little bit about accountability and how he has achieved it, but then offers some tips and recommendations. And Daniel's just a very stand tall person who had a vision, found a niche, capitalized on it, and is living the dream. And so enjoy the episode. We'll listen again next week. So be sure to subscribe so you can get those episodes when they drop every Tuesday. And if you um, would love to share it with other people, we'd love to have you do that as well. So thank you in advance for doing that. Listen to the episode and enjoy. So welcome back to this week's episode of 22 Minutes to Having It All podcast. Today we have Danielle Felt. He's with Kira Holmes. And, you know, this is going to be a really fun episode because Daniel, at age 16, he started to help his parents build their dream home and learned everything from the concept of, obviously, you know, cement pouring, siding installation, everything. Went on to business school and got into the home service industry. And so I'm excited to talk with you today, Daniel. So welcome to today's episode. Thank you, Marl. It's an honor to be on. Absolutely. So, you know, as the founder and the CEO and, you know, kind of that background story, tell us, you know, what was it about? I mean, did you know at 16 when you got into that space that this was going to be your calling or like kind of give the audience how you got to where you are today? Yeah, it's kind of an interesting story, in my opinion, because, you know, when I was growing up, I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur or invent something. And I didn't know which one. And it seems like all the good ideas were already taken until you get one yourself. Today, I like geek out on home maintenance. Like I think like I'll go, we'll travel somewhere. We'll stay like in a short-term rental with my family. And my wife has to tell me like, just don't look at the dishwasher filter, let it go. Like you don't have to worry about it. But built that dream home. And my parents are very DIY. Like it took us almost two years to build that house because we were so involved and went to school. And the idea really came up when I was helping my brother as a general manager for his company. And we were cleaning windows and, and installing holiday lights. And we went from eight crews to 16 crews in two years. And this idea came up to add another service. And at the time, he just, he, it wasn't for him. 
And uh, I said, well, I'm going to, I'm going to give it a shot. So, so we started Cure Home Maintenance in 2016 there. And today we service about 560 clients in the Minneapolis area, just taking care of their routine maintenance for them. I mean, that's like, that's great exponential growth as an entrepreneur, right? So give us an insight though. So Daniel, so as people are listening to this, what does that home maintenance mean? Like, what is that really? What's the service you're providing? Yeah, I think when people hear home maintenance, they assume that we show up with like a skill saw and hammer and a, and a tool belt, but we don't have any of that in our vehicles. We service our clients' homes once a quarter, and we do everything you're supposed to be doing as a perfect homeowner that no one does. So we're cleaning refrigerator coils, changing smoke alarm batteries. We're providing and changing all the filters in your home. Some of the service areas that we have have softener salt as well. So uh, it's like if your father-in-law showed up a day earlier than you expected him to from out of town and he had to kill a day is we are doing everything that he would do for your house. So it's uh, great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, We really, it's, it's very interesting. People don't Google it. You know, they don't, they don't know about the service yet. It's kind of a niche thing. And so we have to be really creative about the way that we attract clients. But once we client signs on, we still service client number one that we signed on in 2016. People really enjoy the service. So 2016. Okay. So here's another thing too, as I was getting to know who you are, you know, you offer what everyone needs and can afford. Okay. So like Mm -hmm. I'm saying it slow because I want it to sink in. So you're offering things that everybody needs, but yet they can afford as well. So like 560, that's powerful. Talk to us about that business model, Daniel. Like how did you arrive at that? Yeah, it was it was trying to figure out right like what's the value of of the time. You know, you have a technician; they're going to be out servicing people's homes. Depending on the size of the home, that depends on how long it's going to take or what items they select. So the way that we figured out the the right way to run a profitable business on that is it, we start out with the good, better, best model, like most people do, and realize very quickly that that doesn't work. If you had ten identical houses in a row, those ten home homeowners probably want a different version of each. Uh, service. So what we do today is each one of our services has a price on it. So if you wanted us to like grease on your garage door, that's going to be like five or six dollars. Where delivering like that filters are more costly because you have a cost of the filter built in. So if you called us today, we'd show up, we walk through your home with you. It takes like fifteen minutes, and you we would tell you everything that we would recommend doing. But then you get to pick and choose those items off the list, and that automatically shoots out a price that that's going to be your quarterly price for your home until you decide the service is no longer for you. I mean, just like, I love that you're parsing it out like that and helping people understand because entrepreneurs, I think that's always a big challenge too. We get in a business, you've definitely found a neat, uh, you know, like a niche spot that you're, you're really maximizing. And then also you state too, that when you buy in bulk, you save the client, right? So if like the client were to go out and make the purchase, like talk to us a little bit about that. So how you're like literally maximizing some inventory here. Yeah, for sure. We buy everything in bulk. So softer salt, the semi backs up to our warehouse here and we get 18 pallets of salt at a time to get that as discounted as possible. Filters, same thing. We get ginormous boxes full of filters. So we're buying as much as our inventory can handle essentially and still support our cash flow and then passing that savings on. So there's, there's some items that we charge the customer almost the exact same price that it would cost them to go to the store and buy it themselves. And yet you're doing it with a high touch point and done for you. Mm -hmm. I mean, like just that in itself, right? That's a huge asset. Yeah, for sure. We really kind of look at it as like the white glove approach, essentially for your home. So we're coming in, we're not trying to like upsell you on anything, or if something breaks down, we're not the company to fix it. Like we're not gonna, there's nothing like uh, hidden in what we do. Our main goal is to maintain your home and make it really easy and really simplistic for you so that you can focus on time with your family or your career or however time you're be- your, however your time is best spent. 
Okay, so when I say that, those those high touch points, I mean, that quality of service, they're listening to this that are going, I want to have what you're talking about. So are you branched out? I mean, obviously, have you franchised, Daniel? Have you taken this to other places? Yeah, we've had quite the journey in the last two years. Uh, we started in, in Minneapolis, Minnesota here and have grown, but then we decided to launch Denver in 2020. And then we also launched Dallas and Atlanta, Georgia. And through learning that and just wanting more of a, a work-life balance and, and understanding the challenges that come from remotely managing people, we decided to franchise. And so we just launched our franchises. So we're in, we can sell franchise in all 50 states at this time. And we're really excited for that opportunity. So there's people in markets that we probably wouldn't want to start one corporately because of maybe the people there that we have people inquiring from all over the US. It's, it's really been exciting. Yeah. Okay. So let's let's shift this a little bit. You know, so to be successful like that, it takes a team of people. And, mm-hmm. you know, you do state that, you know, having the right people on your team will either make or break your company. So let's mm-hmm. let's talk about that a little bit. What have you experienced? I mean, 2016, you've, you know, multifaceted, you've expanded into franchise. How are you doing it from the team standpoint? Yeah, I think the biggest thing that I've experienced is is when people come on and join your team, it's it's just making sure they're qualified and, and asking qualifying questions. One of my favorite ones is, is I'll ask someone in an interview, how do you define integrity, for example? And they'll you know give their version of it. And then I'll say, if one of your friends walked in today, would they define you as a person of integrity? And so now we both know how you define it and is your is one of your close friends going to do that and so finding out different traits that you're looking for in someone to join your team but from there i think the most important thing is that you're sharing what your goal and what your vision is for the client for people that are on your team and and for the future and especially in small businesses people want to be part of something really cool and when you share that vision with them and and you you bring people in you kind of pull them underneath your wing it's it's easier than i than most people probably think to really have awesome team members that really want to stay with you for the long long run right and i'm guessing there's a, a level of independence here too so like when they're showing up do they service the same clients so they like the customer is seeing the same face on a quarterly basis i'm curious yeah, we try really hard to have the same technician coming back to the same home. We do have the systems and process in place so that anyone can show up at a at a client's home and it's totally fine. You know, you do have natural turnover in the long run of employees. So, but we try really hard to have the same employees showing up and that's really nice. Some of our clients give our guys really awesome tips, especially around the holidays. These guys get like cool little gifts. They'll come back with like banana bread or whatever it may be from the, from the homeowner, which is always fun. But yeah, yeah, we, that, with that system and that quarterly visit, if we were at your home today, we would schedule you again, three months out. And then it's on that same team member's schedule. Yeah, no, I think that's absolutely fantastic. All right. So like labor shortage, right? We're in a space now, Mm -hmm. the world has shifted in a way that I can only assume we're home more. So there's more business being done from home, which maybe increases the need for what you do because now we're witnessing and seeing things. But how are you finding these people? I mean, was it, are you referral based? Like, how are you finding that? Yeah, a lot of it's referral that I, I'd say the number one people that we like find that we're like, oh man, this this person is awesome. They're really qualified. They're set up for the job. It's finding people that are like friends with current people that are working here, like friends, family. That's our number one. And a lot of times people will come work for us 
And then they actually reach out to previous coworkers and they say, Hey, you got to come work here. It's, it's better. So that's always really fun. But otherwise using a lot of the online things like Indeed, for example. And, and one thing that we actually do is we'll have like three or four different titles for the same job. So, you know, maybe it's like air duct cleaning technician, maintenance technician, um, you know, maintenance tech, things like that to get different people applying for this essentially the same job. And that's been really helpful too, because all of a sudden you'll have those four postings up and one of them hits big that week and you'll get like three or four people applying. But to prevent us from having to like cancel rescheduled jobs, one thing that we've kind of done since the beginning is try to run 1.5 people per crew. Now, of course, a person can't be in the same place at once. But if we're running 10 crews, for example, by having 15 technicians on staff, we're able to have those guys always be cross-training. And the, the people that have a bigger day will send those out with two technicians. And that way, if someone calls in sick or something like that, it really limits the, the amount of panic that might happen at 7, 8 a.m. in the morning when that when that is going to occur. Okay. So as an entrepreneur, how did you gain the foresight of like, that's going to be, I mean, did you always start with that, you know, 15 person crew or like, how did you like, give us that mindset? Cause this is where entrepreneurs, business owners were listening to this because you know, that's where we want to learn. How did you define and decide that? Yeah, I think for me, I really wanted to, I don't think I, I don't think saying like, I want to be as lazy as possible is the right thing, but I want to create systems and processes so that I can have the day that I wanted to have. And when, if we had like in the very beginning, one or two vans running and we only had one or two technicians, you know, they're going to call in sick at some point. And so at, at certain times you have to set yourself up for success because people are, are going to leave. Even if you have the best company in the world with the best benefits and perks and all the things people are going to leave at a certain point. And so preparing for that, sometimes it, it does cost you a little bit extra in payroll, but these guys make up for it so quickly by being on time or not having to cancel jobs, things like that. So for me, it was just looking at that and knowing that I don't want to have to like reschedule a sales estimate or a meeting, a networking meeting, things like that, just because one of our team members wasn't feeling well that day. Well, yeah. And I, I think it's absolutely wonderful. And like I said, I think there's fear, right? I think people, because what you're saying there is I'm going to overextend us just mm-hmm. to make sure that we do stay on point. But what the difference is there, Daniel, you are defining creating systems and processes to have the type of day I want to have. I mean, that right there, you're choosing that. So that's a value piece. You're not saying I'm going to work for the business. What you're saying in there is like, this business is going to work for me and I'm going to be smart about it. I'm going to create the systems. Was it easy to find and develop those systems and processes or not? Uh, (laughs) Trial and error. Give us that conversation. (laughs) You know, I'm really fortunate. Uh, At My first job out of college, I actually worked for a ginormous company. They sell 6 million chicken eggs a day. And my main job was create SOPs. So high turnover positions, like someone packing eggs, for example, how do we get this system and process so that anyone can come in, they can look through it and they can understand, yep, I can pack eggs today. And so came from that, brought those same, you know, principles to my brother's company. And when I joined Kira Home or started Kira Home, the, the thought process was I want to get this thing rocking and rolling as quickly as possible with systems. And just knowing that I don't want to, the goal for me is I don't want to have to repeat myself twice. And granted that you do have to, but if, if employee number one, the first person you ever hired has a question on, Hey, Daniel, like, what do I do with a, a check that a customer wrote? Okay. We put that in the deposit box. Well, guess what? Every other employee is going to have that question. So we just put it in our processes. So in the beginning, 
when it was just me and a part-time guy, I would work in the field from like eight to two. And then I'd come home and I'd work on systems and sales and all the things that need to be done from about two till 10 or 11 PM. And that just wasn't the life I wanted. You know, fast forward six years, I now have a wife and, and a kid and another one on the way. I'm not, I'm not working till 11. There's just no way. And, and my, my rule now, the system that I put in place, I do not miss dinner with my family. That's work stops at, at dinner time, And I can jump back on if I absolutely have to, if there's an emergency, but that's a system that I put in place that I'm, I'm going to be home for dinner no matter what. And that's really helped put a work-life balance for our entire team in place. Oh my gosh. Like, okay. And here's the thing too. And what we know is, you know, through leadership, if that's your stand tall stance on this, you know, it, it feeds down through the organization. So this just mm-hmm. validates the reason why you've got such a solid team that people see that value, you know, that mm-hmm. like family is important because literally at the end of the day, care home goes away. What happens? You've got the family and that's what for really sure. matters. So let's take us there for a, like a conversation too, because work-life balance is really, really difficult. Did you mm-hmm. find it right away? I mean, like, were these principles going to, I mean, like right out of the gates for you or was it, what was that mindset? No, in the beginning, it was like, you know, I would say things like, oh, the harder I work, the luckier I get, you know, things like that. And, and I think that at a, maybe a certain stage or a very brief time, like that's okay. But especially when I got married and just having the, the, you know, the mindset that like life is really, really short. I don't want to work till I'm 80 and then be retired for like one year. And I just, it, it, I saw like raising, I grew up in a large family. There was six of us kids and my dad was always home for dinner. And the number of the amount of conversations we had and how much I learned by sitting at the dinner table. And because my parents were really open about stuff. I was helping them do taxes when I was 12 years old. So really interesting mindset, but looking at, what what things did I really enjoy the way I raised and what things would I want a little bit different? And starting it now, like, don't wait. Don't wait like, oh, well, once my kids are five, then I'll be at home for dinner because they'll remember those conversations. Like, no, you got to start now. And my, you know, my son is almost two. Like, he's going to always know that I'm, that I'm home. So essentially, I worked really, really hard until I met my wife. And <laughs> when I met her, I was like, you, you are my, you're my, time, I'm going to invest in you. Like, and I invest my, in my wife by putting a lot of time into our relationship. And that, that starts at dinner and, and we spend quality time together. And Daniel, I mean, I can't even tell you the power of that message right there. So many people need to hear that because it is such a struggle for a lot of people. I mean, this is why we've defined having it all, right? It's the Mm -hmm. inner and the outer fulfillment because it's one thing to be wildly successful out there and, you know, killing it you know, getting mm-hmm. to where you are in a very short period of time. But man, if you don't have any contentment, any peace, like mm-hmm. losing your meaning and then just the confidence and courage to, you know, go for the freedom that you desire, then you're missing the whole point, right? For and sure. balance is everything. So mm-hmm. was it somebody like that taught you? I mean, it sounds like you had a great upbringing. Those conversations mm-hmm. were really rich. You just knew that that was where you wanted to be. Um so I, I mean, I think that's really interesting for somebody. What would be advice if they don't have like that exposure at at the phase in which you did, Daniel? Like, what would you mm-hmm. recommend to somebody who's listening to that? Because you choose it with such conviction. Like, mm-hmm. how how do you keep that conviction? I guess. It- yeah, I think the most important part for me is because it's really easy to kind of like fall off the tracks on on this or that, right? Like one day turns into two is to have surround yourself with people that have similar mindsets or surround yourself with four or five people that want that they are currently the way that you want to be. So 
I want to be really healthy and fit. And so I have two people that I meet at the gym five days a week and they're there at 515. And if I'm not there, I get harassed all day long via text message. And same for my spiritual life, Bible studies, all these things. Like I meet with a group of people. It's not me trying to go out there and be some like lone ranger conquering the world. I have accountability and I spend time with people that I want to be like. And, and on the flip side, I also return the favor and I have people that are younger or at different journeys in their business that I willingly mentor. And, and so you have all these things where your buckets are being filled by the people that you surround yourself with. And I, I don't care what you say, like it, you for sure become like these people when you're spending time with them. So find someone who you respect and you want to be like them and start hanging out with them, whatever it takes. Maybe you got to meet them at the gym. You know, maybe you got to buy them lunch once a week. I don't know, but start spending time with them and just start absorbing, just take it all in. You know, and that's why I ask it because, you know, there are people out there who are listening to that message, Daniel, and going, God, like, I I wish I would have had that. But here's Mm -hmm. the thing, they can. And just Mm -hmm. by what you stated, they can choose those people. They can, they can really put that anchor in the ground and say this, you know, faith, family, business, all of it has to go together for me to be whole and whole Mm -hmm. and complete is everything. I know when I started my business over 12 years ago as a global nationwide independent, it was a choice to like have a four day work week. Right. Mm -hmm. And I wanted 30 days off. I want the whole month of July because we get to go to the lake and we get to have fun. And I did not want my business getting in the way of that. So I think it is, it's a choice. And then it's like my team rallies around it. Everybody knows it. Clients respect it. And so the cool part is they say, teach me how to do that. You know, so it becomes an extension. And I think, like you said, I mean, when your buckets are full, of course, you feel no failure. And everybody else wants, so there's an attraction there, right? More people, you're being such a model in what you do and how you do it, that it it just is such a great example for other people to be that same thing. So, yeah. Sure. So what we do is an extension of who we are and it's, you know, that's kind of full bodied for you. Okay. So we're coming into the close of this and this is going to be important because it's been such a rich conversation. Talk to us, like, how do you spell cure a home? Like, so give us the digits. Of course, there's going to be details in the show notes, but like, how can we find you? Where can people look you up right now? What does that look like? Yeah, for sure. We're uh, we're on all the social medias, all the cool things that all the cool kids are doing nowadays, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, uh, LinkedIn. Kira Home is the easiest way to find us. Our website, it's K-U-R-A-H-O-M-E, kirahome.com. Connect with me on LinkedIn. Love networking and and just uh, meeting new people. Okay, Daniel. So what do you possibly do on TikTok? Like, are you showing <laughs> tips and pointers? Like, okay, now I have to know. <laughs> yeah. So on TikTok, it's crazy because we'll put videos of like all the junk coming out of air ducts or a dryer vent or refrigerator coils. And people just love like similar to like a Dr. Pimple Popper. They love seeing all the junk coming out. And I mean, it's some of the stuff we find. We'll walk into a house and someone's like, we don't really need your service, but we decided to sign up anyways. And that's like the worst house ever. Like there's just like inches of junk everywhere. And, uh, but you'd never guess it because a lot of these things you can't even see. So we take pictures, a lot of before and afters. And then we try really hard to educate our clients as well so that they can save, you know, help their appliances run more efficiently, save on their utility bills and breakdowns. Well, yeah, that kind of stuff. It's satisfying, right? Like, I mean, Mm -hmm. it's crazy, but 
you know, and organizational things too. Like people just yeah. sit and watch somebody organize their kitchen and they're like, oh my God, this is better than sliced bread. It's kind of funny yeah. how we humans work sometimes. But I think our brains are such an overdrive that just to sit there and watch something like that, we find it satisfying. I'm one of those yeah. people too. So I get it. Well, you know, Daniel, this has been such a rich conversation. So thank you so much. And uh, I look forward to having you back again. This is fantastic. Same. Thank you, Marla. Did you enjoy this conversation as much as I did? If you're looking for more conversations like these, be sure to subscribe and please leave a review of the podcast. Subscribing and leaving a review helps it show up on your phone every time a new episode is released and leaving a review helps other people like you find us so they can get the help they need so they can live their best life. Also, subscribe to our weekly email on our website at marlohiggins.com. This is the place that we share insider tips with our audience and drop polarizing insights with you. Remember, the road to success is better with friends. So be sure to share this episode to help all of you reach your goals together. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, success is universally desired, personally defined, and always within reach.